This podcast contains strong language and adult situations. Listener discretion is advised. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Evening, Commissioner. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's talking ish with your commish. Back for another week out fresh off of Cleveland. That's right, we were at Mikey's wedding. It was a great time. Beautiful. Beautiful ceremony, beautiful reception to follow, just a beautiful weekend in general. And we're going to get to all of it, because that's what we do here on the podcast. We recap shit, and then we talk about whatever the fuck I feel like talking about, and then we, somewhere in there we sprinkle in sports. That's what it's about here on Talking Ish with your commish. Uh, but first up, it was fun times in Cleveland. Fun times in Cleveland again. Still Cleveland. So we took the, uh, the old van that we rented from the Philadelphia airport down to Cleveland. Um, the seven of us piled in the van down there for the six-hour journey through Pennsylvania, which I got to tell you, it's a straight shot down 76, just heading west, boring fucking drive. Treacherous drive, too, because it's a two-lane highway of all Pennsylvania people through mountains. I couldn't think of something more horrifying. Could you imagine if it was snowing or raining? We would have definitely died. And I hope everybody enjoyed the journey. I tried my best to hold in my road rage and try to be a good driver. But sometimes, you know, you can't help it and you just let it out. Overall, though, great time. For having three girls in the car, we actually made great time. We only stopped, I think, the one time on the way down. Everybody went pee-pee, got a little gas, and we went on our way. And we showed up at Mike's Thursday to his beautiful home right there in Shaker Heights, a suburb outside of Cleveland. I got to tell you, his house is, it reminds me of, like, Kind of a like a house like one of our parents would have owned in uh, Short Hills or something, with like all of the nice appliances and just a lovely like backyard setup. Like everything about this house is great, nice and cozy. It feels like a home. And Mike smoked all the meats, got the air fryer out, which now apparently like that's the hot thing now, probably on everybody's Christmas list this year is the air fryer. I'm sure some people went home and bought that thing on Amazon right away. If you've never had anything out of an air fryer, I don't know how it fucking works, but it's delicious, it's crispy, and it's tender. Fantastic. Air fried wings, smoked meats, and lots and lots of bourbon. Couldn't ask for anything better. Hanging out with your boys. Just doing things that we like to do. And that's why, that's what made this such a great weekend. Friday morning we got up, I was hungover as shit. I had a pounding headache from just, I'm not used to the heat being on. Anytime I turn the heat on in my house, it's just like, it's dry air, doesn't do great for my sinuses, dehydrates the fuck out of me, and I have to like wake up and just chug water, chug water, chug water until I feel normal. We went golfing Friday morning, early Friday morning, at uh, Manikiki. Do you love me? Are we golfing? No, because there's a fucking frost delay. Um, Frost delay to start the day. Only delayed us by like maybe a half hour, hour. I don't even remember. It didn't feel like a long time. And honestly, probably a good thing because it was cold as fuck when we got there. I've never played golf golf in cold weather. Um, it was like 40 degrees, I think, when we got there or 45 degrees. It warmed up probably to like the mid-50s. 
or 50. I can't really remember. It was cold the whole time until like the last, like until like the back nine. Uh, but yeah, Manikiki raped us, man. Tough course. Aerated greens. Because I guess it's that time of year you do the aeration. I'd like to think that that's why we played so bad, but it's probably not. It's probably because we're not very good. At least I'm not very good. I lost a shit ton of balls just to the grass. It's not even like I shanked them into the woods or anything. Lost them right there in the grass off the fairway. Uh, just not a very good golfer. After golf, we headed off to the hotel to check in and just kind of get our, our shit together, schluff a little bit. And uh, I actually went to eat, grabbed a bite from the, the local restaurant inside the hotel. And I was reading about this this drink, this cocktail that they advertised like it was the greatest cocktail in the history of cocktails. Um, it was a cocktail that contained the number of Al Capone when he was in like Alcatraz. It was like uh, Manhattan 725 or some shit like that. And it was... It hailed itself as this like very exclusive drink because it's something in the hotel they only it's it's in the hotel bar which is an old bank vault which is a really cool it's like a speakeasy styled bank vault which I think we ended up hanging out in after the rehearsal dinner that night but apparently they make this drink ten times a day so I'm like I gotta have this fucking drink it's so exclusive it's a Manhattan bourbon right up my alley gotta try it. So we head down to the vault pretty much as soon as they open. I'm really like not communicating well with the guy who is opening the place up. I thought he said, come inside. So I just went inside, and, he's, and everybody else is like, he told you to fuck off, basically. It's not open yet. So we waited outside like a couple of excited people waiting to ride like a roller coaster. And we got inside. The bartender starts making this drink. The drink is basically Basil Hayden, which is nothing special. It's Basil Hayden. It's decent. Um, a secret herbs and spices he puts on the fucking bottom. I don't know what that was. I guess like the uh, some kind of like mix to make a Manhattan. I don't. I don't. I thought it was just vermouth and shit. Um, he takes the bourbon though and injects it into this ice cube mold. And I guess this is why they only do it ten times a day. The ice cube mold apparently like some fucking like queer looking. Um, I don't know if he was a dude or if she was a guy. I couldn't really tell. He was very feminine. And he sits there and he just rolls around this ice cube all day, making sure it's nice and spherical, hollows it out with a soldering iron. And then they inject with a, literally like a syringe. They take a syringe, they inject the bourbon into this, uh, this ice mold. And then they take the glass and they put it into this like dome structure that they pump smoke into. So it's a Manhattan inside of an ice ball smoked and then they serve it to you and then they crush up the ice they make the drink all fancy like it's it's a big presentation for a drink that was eh, eh. i feel like i've made better manhattans in my fucking house but hey i'm glad i tried it it was an experience that cost me like 18 dollars per drink so that night we had the rehearsal dinner where i apparently didn't get the memo that you guys are fancy dressers you're snazzy dressers with nice shoes and shirts and such I wore what amounted to, I think, as Jake described, the outfit of a um, a fifth grade English teacher. Um, just wrapped up a session with my students in my shitty boat shoes. And you guys got your fancy fancy kicks on, your sports coats. And we head over to Great Lakes Brewery um, in the, I guess, like the catering section of Great Lakes Brewery. Lovely little space with all... All the people around, gathered around, drinking beer, drinking wine, eating food. 
Can't get any better than that. I mean, every I wish every night we could do that. All the people you care about in one spot. A lot of great speeches that night. Just general fun. Went back to the vault. Got shit-faced again for like the second night in a row. And then uh, we woke up and did the damn thing, right? And uh, Saturday was a hell of a day, man. Like from start to finish, just a beautiful day. We started in Mike's room with a toast, drank a little bourbon, headed over to the venue for pictures and shit, which you know I can't stand pictures because for some reason I'm incapable of happiness and can't smile. I couldn't tell you how surprised I was when I walked into the venue on Saturday because when we went in on Friday for rehearsal, this place looked like where they shot the Childish Gambino music video, This Is America. Like This was just a warehouse in Cleveland somewhere. And they turned it into just... It looked like a terrarium. Is that what that's called? Where With all the trees and shit? Like, there were fucking flowers everywhere, hanging from the ceiling, on the tables. The tables were perfectly arranged in these, like, Last Supper-like arrangements where it was, like, 20 people to a table all sitting on one side, except we were on both sides. Um, just a fucking extravagant display that transformed this space into just this wonderland of flowers. And it was almost like being inside of a jungle or something. And it felt very, like, regal in a sense. It's like, it was like some Game of Thrones shit. That's what it felt like the whole time I was in there. Um, so I was just really impressed with the display. Ceremony began. Ceremony took place just outside the venue, inside of this tent, which they transformed into another, like, it was something out of Game of Thrones, this just beautiful piece with the chuppah, Right in the middle of this 360 degree, it's like a 360 degree stage almost that Mike and Ashley stood on. And they like, you know, they did the whole ceremony thing, got married. I had a great view of Mr. London's ass. And uh, yeah, it was fantastic. You almost forgot that you were in a parking lot in Cleveland. It was so beautiful. And the wind, the wind was whipping, the storm was fucking heavy. And none of that mattered because it all fit the ambience of this, this scene that they created. We went in to the cocktail reception, and that's where I just started shoveling fucking food down my throat. Didn't even care what it was. Just, you got some food on your plate? Give me that shit. Gonna shove it down my fucking mouth. I think I pretty much single-handedly decimated the population of shrimp in the Cleveland community. So when the cocktail reception ended, the curtains, like, fall or open. I don't know how they did it, but you enter the room, and boom. We've got the band sitting there. The band was from Philadelphia. They were great and fantastic the entire night. The tables, man. I got to tell you, these tables, like the one we sat at was this like 20, 20 to 30 person table, it felt like. And in the middle of the table, aside from the flower arrangements, were just, it had to have been like three grand in like fruit, just fresh fruit, not like fake wax fruit. I'm talking like real fruit, grapes, figs, pomegranates. I can't even afford a pomegranate. I go to the grocery store, I pick up a pomegranate, I look at the price, and I'm like, no thanks. I put it down. I can't imagine what it costs to put figs and pomegranates and all that shit on that table. And when you tried it, you were like, oh, this is just like for show. Like, it's not, oh, wait a minute. It's perfectly ripe and delicious. And I hope that that fruit made it somewhere special because it was great. The speeches were phenomenal. Mike's mom teed us up for a great E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles chant. Just the whole night felt so fun. I, at no point was I ever like questioning, is this wedding fun? This, the wedding was phenomenal. The food was great. The people were great. The dance floor was jumping. Like There was not enough space on the dance floor. That band killed it. 
My favorite part of the night with when it came to the band was when they were, they were playing Sweet Caroline. And I guess at WVU, when they play Sweet Caroline during the part that's like, bump, 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 they scream out, eat shit, pit. So this guy is going through the audience, and at bump, 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 he's handing the microphone to people to let him hit the bump, bump, bump. Little does he know. So he's looking at Dave. I can, I can almost see this in slow motion happening. He's looking at Dave from across the room. He sees Dave's really into the bump, bump, bumps, except Dave's not saying bump, bump, bump. He's saying eat shit pit. So this guy sticks the microphone in Dave's face at the bump, bump, bump part, and on the microphone in front of the entire room, Dave just screams into the microphone, eat shit pit, and it was phenomenal, fantastic, stupendous. And like halfway through the reception, we're sitting at the table. Mike has like some person... His like he just like snaps his fingers and somebody comes over with glasses with ice in them. He whips out a bottle of Pappy, and I was in heaven, man. Holy hell, did I drink that and enjoy it and savor every last drop? I believe I had two to three glasses. I couldn't really tell you because after that point, I was fucking gonzo. I I like, I mean, I can remember a lot, but it's fuzzy from there. I know I got hit in the face with umbrella, um, and uh. Yeah, I ate a lot of dessert. I pretty much just went to the dessert thing like a drunk fool and stood there. People were like putting shit on plates. I was just picking it off the thing and shoveling it in my mouth like it was Tic Tacs or something. But most importantly, it looked like Mike had a great time. When I was, I was just watching him the whole night in awe of the event. And it looked like he just was like in complete joy because in that moment, you're, you are. It's like ecstasy. You're surrounded by all of the people you care about. Everyone's there for you. And they're all having a great time on your behalf. And I think that no one embodied that more as a groom than Mike. He was fucking having a great time on the dance floor. At one point, I look over to him, and he just reminded me of, have you ever seen God, The Godfather, that opening scene in The Godfather at the wedding? And there's Clemenza. He's got, like, the jug of wine. It's like the uh, the pitcher of wine that he's just, like, drinking straight out of the pitcher. He's having a great time. And he's just got this look of joy on his face. I mean, that's what Mike looked like in the middle of the dance floor, just acting a fool, being crazy, and enjoying the moment. And I really hope you had a great time, buddy. I had a great time. Enjoy your honeymoon. Mike's now off to London where he's going to go watch the birds. That's right. Even though the birds are on my shit list right now. He's going to go see him in London, which is going to be a cool experience. And hopefully they bring you home a W. Then go off to Spain and do some crazy shit in Spain or wherever you're going. Italy? Italy? Where are you going? I don't remember. Um, But it's sure to be a great time. Enjoy the honeymoon. And remember, moisturize your cock, buddy. Because you're going to have lots of sex. And if you don't moisturize your cock, you're going to dry up. And that's never good. You don't want want cuts on the tip of your pee-pee. Because that can be painful. And they can take a while to heal, so moisturize up. But all in all, great time, great family. Love the Londons. Mike told his mom, like, Brent's going to want you to be his mom at some point because he's, like, obsessed with the Londons. And, hey, maybe that's true. I uh, I do enjoy the times with the London family. So if you guys want to have me over for any holidays or anything like that, I'm available. I do get a little drunk. I believe at one point in the wedding, Jay Block came up to Jen and I and told us, you guys are the drunkest people at this fucking party right now because we were literally just like holding each other up on the dance floor in our own version of drunken dancing, which, hey, if I'm having fun, I'm having fun, right? So next up is Jake. Now we move on to Jake. 
and uh, you're you're it's gonna come up real fucking quick, buddy. You're like you're almost here. Like we're in we're we're almost in crunch time for you. And it's almost like that whole that whole thing has almost been overlooked because you know everybody's like, okay, well Mike's wedding's coming and then Jake's will come. But it, what we didn't realize the tightness of that timeline. And now it's coming quick. Like before you know it, the bachelor party's gonna be here. It sounds like January time frame, a little bit right after New Year's or something like that. And then we're going right to Puerto Rico for the wedding. Rico. Fucking going to be great. Great way to end the wedding season. Because No offense, but we know Dave. He's going to take his time getting married. That could be an affair that could be a year from now, two years from now, or ten. Depending on how much time my buddy wants to take and how long it might take him to find love. But Dave, don't worry. like, Like Phil Collins said in the song, you can't hurry love. You'll just have to wait. And wait for the right one, because that's important. Before we get into the Eagles, because we are going to get into them, I wanted to chat with about them real quick. I wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind, and that is the bathroom at work. And I know I brought up this topic on the podcast previously, but there is just some weird shit going on in the bathroom at my office. So my bathroom, and it is one designated bathroom pretty much per per group, and you know, you share the bathroom with other business units and things like that. But my bathroom in particular has been super bizarre lately. So it's a four-stall bathroom with two urinals and three sinks. So I'm trying to set the scene for you. Four stalls, two urinals, three sinks. What's bizarre to me is that for some reason in this country, we don't have the stall door go all the way down to the floor. Like, was there ever a time in history where, you know, you were taking a shit and maybe somebody was just massaging your feet at the same time? And that's why we have to have this, like, visibility to our feet i just think that's the weirdest fucking thing because then people know who's in the stall and it's almost like i go into the bathroom i sit there for a while i sit there for like an hour at times just fucking around on my phone because i don't want to be working i just need that space and need to get away from people and people are people will come up to me like yo bro you okay you were in the bathroom for a while yeah buddy i'm okay i was in the bathroom because of you i don't want to fucking talk to you and you are the reason i take a shit for an hour, and get hemorrhoids from sitting on the fucking toilet. But anyway, because we don't have the, uh, the thing that goes all the way to the ground, you can see into the, into the stall pretty much and see what people are doing from at least their ankles down. And lately, it has been some bizarre shit. The other day, I saw a guy in there put his phone onto the floor of the bathroom. I don't give a fuck if that floor was just scrubbed with bleach. At some point, that floor has had piss, it has had shit, it has had shit-covered toilet paper, like all kinds of stuff have touched that floor. And you're going to put your phone on it? And even worse, I saw a guy today, and this is pretty much what, it was the breaking point for me where I had to bring this up. I saw a man put a banana, I'm assuming was his breakfast, onto the floor as a placeholder. Now, even if you were to put that banana on the little paper towel toilet holder thing, violation, man. You don't bring food into the bathroom. That is disgusting. And I know, you know, you don't eat the peel of the banana. But it's it's like, to me, all I would think about is shit just seep through the skin of your banana and you're eating shit. You're eating a shitty banana. And another thing, does anyone, does anyone go cheek deceit? Because I, I just like, I could never bring myself to do that. The only place I'll go cheek deceit is in my own home. And even in my own home, I'm only going cheek to seat on a toilet I know nobody else has used, unless it's my wife. 
because I don't care if I go cheek to seat with my wife. But if it's if it's a public bathroom, you really want to go cheek to seat with somebody? Like, think about somebody's ass. Think about the just most disgusting human being you can think of. Just a sweaty, shit-covered ass, like a guy who just, like, shit his pants sitting on that toilet. Now your butt's going to touch it. And, yeah, maybe your butt's not something you're often touching, but just the fact that I would know that my ass was, like, it's basically like pulling your pants down and touching your ass to another man's ass who has also pulled his pants down. Do you really want to do that? It sounds fucking gross to me. I'm not I'm not about that. I put not only do I wipe the seat first, I then put a protective layer of toilet paper because I don't trust those like lobster bibs that come out of the thing behind the toilet. Those are incredibly difficult to use and I don't understand how they can flush. Like they're made of plastic or some shit. Why are we flushing that shit down the toilet in the first place? And the other thing is it's okay to be a little noisy in the bathroom with but only with your butt. Like if you're making like type of shits that's fine you're in a bathroom you can shit because that's what you do in a bathroom but if you're one of these guys who's like a grunter have you ever sat next to a grunter taking a shit it is like the most annoying fucking thing in the world like there's there's a kid on my team i'm not gonna name names but there's a kid on my team who i don't know why he does this but like i'm i always shit in the same stall because like i have my stall and that stall's not available i find a different bathroom but without fail it's almost like every fucking day, I take a shit in this stall. There's a stall buffer because it's a four stalls. Remember I said four stalls? So a stall buffer is when that you leave space to where you can have another stall in between you. Because you don't want to, if you don't have to shit next to somebody, you shouldn't have to. So it's three stalls and then the like handicap stall. And I feel like people think, oh, well, I can't go shit in the handicap stall because what if somebody handicapped comes up and needs to use it? So I have to go to the stall right next to Brent to take a shit. Well, I got news for you, bud. On the second floor, I don't care how handicapable you are, you're probably not making it up to the second floor bathroom, okay? And if you are, you can wait a fucking minute to go take a shit because it's going to take you a while to get off that chair, to get onto the toilet, Get in, like, I don't know, like, what do handicapped people do when they take a shit? I would imagine, like, that's probably a difficult process for you. So why not go to the bathroom on the first floor? So this guy, he t- he sits right next to me. So I'm basically on the stall on the end, all the way to the left. He sits right next to me. And he's a grunter. And, like, the whole time he's shitting, he's like... <sighs> <clears throat> Like, are you jerking off or are you taking a shit? Or are you doing both? Is it a one? Is it a two? Or is it a three? Or is it a four? Which is all the above. I don't know. Sorry to rant and rave. It's just, it's just disgusted me lately. Like, it makes me question why women are even remotely attracted to men. You go into a bathroom, not only do you hear an orchestra, like a symphony of shit, you have guys that are at the sink fucking snot rocketing into the sink from... It's not like they're bending over to snot. They're just like standing straight up, snot rocketing in a downward direction, hoping it lands in the sink. And then not even like running their hand under it to like make sure it washes into the drain. Like, no, let's just leave it on the edge of the fucking sink where, you know, it's just it's there for everyone to see. My boogies are there for everyone to see. You've got and like the weirdest thing to me, the weirdest thing above all things that are done in the bathroom, even beyond cheek to seat. And putting a banana on the floor is brushing your fucking teeth in the bathroom. 
Like, if you want to brush your teeth, I would rather brush my teeth in a parking lot with a bottle of water than brush my teeth in a public bathroom, especially one that doesn't have great ventilation. You are literally brushing your teeth with shit vapor. There is shit vapor in the air in the bathroom. And yeah, you know, that shit happens at your house, too. There's probably poop on your toothbrush and all those studies and whatever they say. But in a public bathroom, it's other people's shit. It's other people's poo-poo vapor that's on your toothbrush that you're scrubbing into your mouth, in between your teeth, getting into your gums, and onto your tongue. You are basically scrubbing your mouth with shit, with feces. That is disgusting. Go find somewhere else to brush your fucking teeth, you weirdo. All right, enough about bathrooms. I guess I have to talk about the Eagles. Disappointing start to the season. I think every, everything that can be said has been said. We can blame the defense. We can blame the offense. But for me, it comes down to a, a few key things. If you are up 17 points or whatever we were in the, in the fourth quarter, you can't lose the game, man. It's just unacceptable. Unacceptable to allow a team to go on a 21-0 run or whatever they, whatever they ended up going on. It's just, it's just bullshit. I don't care if you're a good team or a bad team. That shit cannot happen. If you want to be a contender, a playoff team, you can't have that shit happen, especially coming off like a Super Bowl year when you have a quarterback who is a, I think, an MVP caliber quarterback. Maybe not so much this year because he's still getting his feet under him and he doesn't have some of the weapons he had last year. But you got a guy who's a stud. You have a defense that has some kind of pedigree that just has disappeared this year. And you know what? I honestly do think that this Super Bowl hangover thing is real. I think that particularly for the defense, there's guys that were playing injured late into the season and it's just momentum carried them that had surgeries or whatever in the off seasons. Guys like Brandon Graham, guys that haven't come back yet, like Tim Jernigan, Chris Long has slowed down. You swapped out um, guys like Bo Allen and uh, Vinny Curry for guys like Haloti Nada, who's had his injury problems, and Michael Bennett, who, yeah, he's somewhat productive, but... I could argue those other guys are a little bit more productive. The defensive line has just not been the same power that it has been. And now with Derek Barnett going down, you're really struggling on that defensive line. And when you cannot get pressure, we saw this in, in the Super Bowl, when you don't get pressure from your defensive line, the, the secondary gets exposed for what they are. And they are what they are. Like Jalen Mills was a late-round draft pick. Uh, Ronald Darby was a guy who never lived up to the potential that he had. And Sidney Jones, who knows? Who knows? I don't think the guy played a single fucking snap in the last game. That is a problem. When you have a defense that is hurt, is got these nagging injuries, that's why you're going to allow points like that in the fourth quarter. But to me, the bigger problem is that your offense can't close out the game. Like, all you needed to do was not have, like, a couple of these four and outs, and you would have closed that game out. And the, and the biggest issue, I think, is the fact that we do not have a running back. And that's on Howie, guys. As much credit as we gave Howie in the beginning of uh, the, the year because of the Super Bowl and everything else, he's this genius, whatever, he still did not have the foresight to realize Jay Ajayi is a guy who's going to break down at some point. He's not going to play 16 games. I don't think he ever has played a 16-game season. And because of that, you have to have a viable backup. And the backup options of Clement Sproles, a guy who's like fucking 50 years old, that shit's not going to cut it. And Smallwood, like I get it. Smallwood's like, a, yeah, everybody loves him. He's a power runner and all this shit. But no, he's not. He's not. He's like a dude my height 
and my size running the football, except black and athletic. You need a guy that can run people over. You need a guy that can wear the defense down coming into the fourth quarter. A guy like LeGarrette Blunt, who you let walk away, doesn't need to be him, just somebody that you can hand the ball to and just chip away at yards, kill the clock, and run that game out. You can say what you want about the defense and the fact that Jim Schwartz was like playing not to lose whatever, which is it's it, that's a big problem. But the bigger problem for me is that you don't have a running back that can just get shit done at the end. You need a guy that can just wear down a defense, and you don't have it. So it comes down to Carson at the end of a game, and he can only do what he can do. He was great the rest of the game. I went back and watched the, watched the game. Up until like that fourth quarter, he was fantastic. And even in that fourth quarter, he made some throws and some plays that were fantastic. It's, it's just that he can't rely, he, you can't throw the ball 14 times in the second half and run the ball three or whatever it was. That shit's just like not going to win you football games. When you're playing with a lead, you need to be able to run the fucking ball. And we can't do that right now. It's killing us. So you're going out to London. I get that's a tough trip. And you're playing a team that has done this trip before and has that shit figured out from a timing perspective and a practicing schedule and all that shit. But the, bo- the bottom line is that the Jaguars are not the team they were last year. Let's just face it. They, are, they don't have their running back, who is their bread and butter on offense. All they would do is run the shit out of the ball and play good defense. And they got torched by a team like Dallas. Dallas torched the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when you think about their offense, there's really nothing there, guys. Are you scared of Carlos Hyde? Luck my dirty Hyde, dude. He's not very good. Blake Bortles is going to start at quarterback. I don't know why the fuck they keep rolling this guy out there and they don't go trade for somebody or make some desperate move because they're a quarterback away from being a good team. And he sucks. He's fucking terrible. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've watched. And I agree with what Malcolm Jenkins said. He watched the game tape on... Blake Bortles, Colin Kaepernick could lead that team and be better. It's just a fact. Because at least he can move move the ball with his fucking feet, which Blake Bortles used to do. Can't even fucking do that anymore. Just stinks. Terrible. So you should beat this fucking team on Sunday. And I'm looking forward to getting up early. I'm still, still in it, guys, because the division sucks. And there's still, still this chance we get into the playoffs by winning the division. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to make myself some English tea and some fucking tea and crimpets or whatever the fuck English people do. Bangers and mash. I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to love every second of it because I know my birds are coming back this weekend. Carson is not happy with himself for the way things went down at the end of that game. I don't think you'll ever, ever see a a possession like that from Carson once again. This guy's going to beat himself up. And... If that's not the case and like he just continues to struggle, then I think we need to kill his wife because uh, this guy didn't used to have sex. You know, he's super godly and all that shit. Maybe the sex is getting to him. I don't know. We shall see. Am I going to get like flagged on some government website for saying that? Someone listening? Was it me who sent those packages today? Could have been. Could have been. If you're listening, government, check me out. This podcast is brought to you by Morning Recovery. It's a great drink. I got to tell you about it. You can get it on Amazon or anywhere that they sell it. Morning Recovery is basically a bunch of vitamins that help your liver to break down alcohol while you're drinking. So you're still going to get drunk. You take one of these while you're drinking. You're going to wake up feeling okay. 
you're not going to wake up feeling like perfectly okay. Like you're still going to have the effects of grogginess, sleepiness, and just general like fuzziness, but you're not going to feel sick. You're not going to feel like you need to vomit, nauseous, all that stuff. This takes that away because it's going to get the alcohol out of your system before you wake up and you're going to feel like a million dollars compared to what you would have felt like. Morning recovery, get it on Amazon and tell them the commission sent you. Won't get you anything, but it'll be a nice gesture. So last week it was all about Mike. We didn't really talk about fantasy football, and I apologize. It's just, you know, that's the way things go. When big life events happen, those take priority over our fantasy football league. But this week, all about fantasy football. We're back to it. So let's start with our matchups right now. Oh, yeah, baby. It's the music. It's back. All right. In our first matchup, we have the commission Zifo. Fox has a bullshit garbage team, and a few guys got it done for him. ODB, 24 points. Tariq Cohen, 18. And the Rams defense special teams, 22 points. Kamish had an awful week. He allowed uh, the distractions of Mike's wedding to impact his roster management. But no excuses. The Kamish deserves to be in paintball contention. Uh, after paying $10 for a fucking kicker and forgetting to start him. Just shameful stuff from the commish. Uh, and that is why Fox moves to 3-4, and four, while the commish moves to 2-5. and five. Both teams, though, pretty irrelevant right now in the league. Fox over the commish, 134.5 to 93.2. In our next matchup, we had Dave versus Married Mike. And uh, what could help Mike to figure out his roster management? You know he's had a problem with roster management all year. How about a bye week? When the majority of his players are ineligible to play because of buy, there's no decisions to be made. It makes it a little bit easier. And ML got strong performances from Kareem Hunt with 35 points, James White with 26 points, and a plus, uh, he got a little help from his receivers, 45 points collectively. Dave got cucked. 0.1 points from Shady McCoy, who left the game with a concussion. Rest of his team, pretty much meh. Dave falls to ML, 133.8 to 97.1. Both teams moved to three and four, but Married Mike moves to that last playoff spot, that sixth seed, and finds himself looking at the playoffs. Mark faced BJ in our next matchup, the Battle of the Brother-in-Laws. BJ continues to ride the wave of Pat Mahomes. 45 points in this one. He also got some help from Saquon Barkley with 22 points of his own in the Indy defense with 16 points. Mark had solid production outside of his running back running backs which continue to be a problem will he get Le'Veon Bell back and be able to take the league by storm we shall see but BJ narrowly escapes Mark in this one 125.3 to 121 Mark moves to 4 and 3 good for second place in the Jew division BJ moves to 5 and 2 good for second place in the Gentile division so they're keeping pace with each other the brother-in-laws in our next matchup we had Stein at uh, Turd Ferguson Todd Gurley Adam Thielen Jake's one-two punch. Even in an off week for those guys, because they've been putting up monster points, they still are fucking crushing it. Gurley's averaging 28.2 fantasy points. How fucking absurd is that shit? It also helps when he's playing a team like Stein. It's been pretty much cheeks this season. Uh, with an injury to Fournette, Stein's running back situation is less than ideal. Having to start guys like Corey Clement. Yikes. Sino falls to... Jake, 115.5 to a 96.5. He 
Jake now sits alone atop the league while Stein sits right in the basement staring down the barrel of a paintball gun. And in our game of the week, we had Zach Marron facing off against Jof. Zach taking the Jew division by storm. Uh, benefiting from a huge fourth quarter by Cam Newton against your Philadelphia Eagles. And Zach's squad's been solid. They've been consistent all year. No surprise he's getting it done. Joe's team, not they had, they had the old Irish goodbye on him this week and kind of left him without warning, one of their weaker weeks. And uh, he falls to Zach Marin, 130.6 to 104.6. Zach moves to 4-3 and three and remains atop the Jew division, which remains wide open at this point. And that loss moves Joe to 5-2, and two, which keeps him in a tight race at the top of the Gentile division but actually finds him in third in the division. The Gentile division turning it around this year. The way the Jew division dominated before, the Gentile division has become that. Great, great stuff. So those were your matchups for this week. And with 134.5 points, Zifo is your MVP of the week and the proud winner of $5 cash money. Now, typically, I let the MVP pick the song to go out to but due to his horrible contributions. So he's contributed a few times, but they've been just fucking abysmal. Um, I'm going to pick the song for him this week because fuck you, I can do what I want. And Zifo, if you want your cash, I'm going to need you to text the word, uh, let's go with fucking pinata. Text the word pinata to my phone and I'll give you your five bucks. Otherwise, fucking eat a dick. Uh, yeah, so that's two weeks in a row now that the commission has lost to the MVP. And much like the Eagles... I think the commission is experiencing a little bit of a championship hangover. Squad's not doing so great. And that will reflect in the power rankings. But remember, gentlemen, what the fuck are rankings? Unless you've got power! <laughs> we go. Number 10. Coming in at number 10, currently in line for being paintballed at 1-6, and six, Stein! Stein's got a lot going on right now, guys, and... I mentioned it last time. My heart goes out to you, my friend, and I hope that you're listening still or thinking about you. But uh, you got to get your fantasy squad together. So otherwise, you're going to get hit, man, and we're going to make you wear a Trump mask. I'm going to shoot you right in the face. Number nine. At number nine, not much better at two and five is yours truly, the commish. Just a fucking abysmal season so far. And really just not getting help from anybody right now. Um, bad management. Um, clearly fucking paying $10 for a kicker is bad management. And then not starting that kicker you paid $10 for is even worse. So I deserve to be where I am. Kamish comes in at number nine. Number eight. At number eight, at three and four, Zifo got the best of the Kamish this week. But guess what? Your team's still garbage. And uh, yeah, you text in that keyword, you may get your money. But until then, you're going to sit number eight, moneyless. Number seven. At number seven, a team that's teetering on a playoff spot at three and four is Dave. I like Dave's squad in pieces, but not the collective, if you will. So Dave, make a trade, figure things out, and maybe you'll find yourself in the playoffs. Number six. Coming in at number six is Married Mike at three and four, gaining that last playoff spot with a win this week over Dave. He's going off to his honeymoon. He's feeling good because he's in the playoffs. Will he be able to sustain the momentum? We will see. Number five. Coming in at number five at four and three is Mark, a team that I've yet to figure out. I think him getting Le'Veon Bell back 
would be a huge bonus to his team, and he could quickly rise up the power rankings if that did happen. But until then, he's kind of one of these tweener teams sitting at four and three. Number four. Coming in at number four and dropping in the power rankings since the last time at five and two from the Gentile division, we've got Joe. Jofa, uh, he's got a squad, man. He does. I mean, they've been pretty consistent. They've been in first place. But is it a sham? Is it a shell? Do we know what Jove's squad really is? Or has he just been the beneficiary of some decent matchups from week to week? I guess time will tell. Number three. Coming in at number three at five and two in the Gentile division is Uncle BJ, the Chicago Kid. A team I talked a lot of shit on in the beginning of the year as one of the worst teams in the league is proving me wrong. Patrick Mahomes, man, is the real deal. And you might be able to ride that success into the playoffs and who knows, maybe the promised land. Number two. At number two, sitting on top of the Jew division at four and three is a team I think is stronger than their record shows. Zach Maron. Zach uh, has been putting up consistent weeks and getting shit done. His first, league, first year in the league, he's looking pretty good so far. See if he can continue and have some success in the playoffs where it looks like he may be a lock if he continues the way he's going now. With that, let's get to number one. Number one. Number one at five and two. Just utter dominance so far this year. Todd Gurley, Adam Thielen, and two great quarterbacks to choose from. Jake Number one spot, where I think he will remain. If I had to pick a favorite this year, if I had to set odds, Jake's your odds-on favorite to win the league. Those are your power rankings. Let me know what you think. You disagree? Shoot me a line. Talk some shit to me. I don't fucking care. Because uh, guess what? My team might be bad, but it's not as bad as Cleveland. Fun times in Cleveland again. Still Cleveland. Sorry, Bob. Like, I, I'd like to tell you that Cleveland's a cool city, but it's not. It's a very strange city. They have one street that has, like, a couple of bars on it, which looked fun. Don't get me wrong. But it's kind of like Hoboken, which is a way smaller city. And the homeless people, honestly, they creep me out. There's a lot of crazy fucking homeless guys. Like, not more homeless guys than, like, Philadelphia, but the volume of craziness within these homeless guys was much more, much more poignant. Like, I felt it. Like, I, they, like every homeless person I encountered was in your face saying some crazy shit. Just can't get used to that. That and, uh, you know, it's fucking Ohio, which is basically Pennsylvania, which makes it... Just wanted to throw this out there. And this is a very special announcement from me. My next episode will be my 50th episode of Talking-ish with your commission. I would love to have some of you, maybe multiple of you, come in studio and do a podcast next Wednesday. It would mean the world to me if you could. If not, you know, maybe just call in, leave me a good sounder. Make me feel good about the fact that I do this fucking thing because it's like pulling teeth to get sounders and shit. And it makes me wonder, did I waste 50 episodes of my time? Do you guys like me? Do you like me? Am I your friend? Uh... Aside, all right, let's go to the sounders that we did receive. Um, pretty good showing here uh, from, from the usual suspects. And uh, let's go right to Dave. Dude, Alabama's ranked number one. This is fucking insane. Dude, it feels so incredible to be at the top. 
Oh my God, roll tide, dude. Oh, roll tide, bro. Go birds too, huh? Yeah, college football is not really my thing. Um, I just think it's stupid that they have playoffs based off of arbitrary rankings that are really irrelevant. It's kind of like how the NCAA tournament for basketball is just like, yeah, you win your conference, you're in. But then there's just like a lot of bullshit, like politics that go into deciding who else is in. And one of those teams can win. Which is why the championship ultimately is bullshit in uh, those sports. Um, but my Villanova Wildcats are two-time champions in the last, like, what, like uh, the, since 2016? That's uh, however many years that's been. Two? Three? Figure it out. Something I noticed lately is that girls that live in the city, in Philly, look like, kind of look like butt. There's, there's a lot of girls that just look like butt. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm on the online dating apps. I'm picking girls up in Lyft and Uber all the time. Uh, I see them out at the bars, coffee shops, just walking around, Eagles games, Eagles tailgates. Just a lot of them look like butt. It's kind of weird to me. Why is that? Brent, help me out here. All right, brother, I'm going to break it down for you. So in this area, you've got the um, you've got Gloucester County, trash. You've got Camden County, uptight, not worth your time. Um, you got Burlington County, kind of trash too, but from a different part of the... Uh, it's like farm trash. Uh, so that's like that's pretty much South Jersey. Then in uh, like if you go north, pretty much New York, you don't want to deal with that. If you go into Pennsylvania, weird people. Pennsylvania, they're pretty much inbred. Uh, don't want to deal with that. My suggestion, head down south, brother, or head out to Cali. Find yourself a nice girl there. Bring her back. That's, uh, that's what you got to do. You can't always strike gold like all, some of us have done in this area. Um, because honestly, it's hard to find diamond in the rough, bro. So just, just keep on, keep on keeping on. I mean, I'm definitely picky too. There's no question about it, but when you got that tough Philly chick with the heavy accent, cursing every other word, scripture tattooed on the rib cage, it kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, man. I mean, I've seen a lot of awful tattoos in my life and most of the time it's probably a chick from Gloucester County, um, my neck of the woods where it's just like, what do you, why, why'd you get that? Like, do you think that that's meaningful? Did that, like, touch you in some way, or did, were you just trying to be a piece of trash? Nicole, 27. Just a Pam looking for her gym. Tacos and Marks. Love craft beer. And working out. Where to find me? At the party. In the corner with your dog. I enjoy avocado toast with quinoa and acai bowls. Let me play with your dog. <laughs> if you like Trump, we won't work out. Please, swipe. I kind of feel like that was, like, a real profile you just read which is why i would never survive in today's dating game um i just like i can't i can't deal with women in general it's just tough it's different creatures different animal um very sensitive very emotional i'm very rational so uh it's always going to be a constant conflict it's kind of like the yin and yang if you will i don't know which is which i'm gonna go with i'm the yin because i got a thing you know what i'm saying Great job. Couldn't have asked for a better weekend with my boys. 
my boy. Alright, so, anyway, to touch on a couple of weeks ago, the last podcast, before Mike, you know, send-off podcast, Brent brought up a uh, point about my new nickname, uh, Margarita. You know, I really like that. Uh, I'm, I'm happy you coined that term, uh, because I fucking love margaritas, and I can down those suckers, you know, real quick. So, this brings me on to my next point. Uh, am I an alcoholic? You know, I think I'm too young to be considered an alcoholic. Uh, you know, no kids. You know, it's not like ruining my life. You know, it's like, you know, just weekend fun. Um, which, by the way, I've mentioned to some of you guys that I gained 11 pounds from Mike's wedding weekend. You know, put that in perspective. 11 fucking pounds. So that's, that's cool. Um, yeah, so what else, what else? So, I mean, I beat Dave two weeks ago, but you can't really talk about that because of the week before Mike's wedding. I lost last week to BJ. So my team needs some help, I think. I don't know. I'm doing all right, but I'll, I'll probably squeak, squeak into the playoffs and, you know, hopefully I finish top three. That'll be, that'll be a success for me. But, uh, Mike, congratulations. Max, uh, pending congratulations, you know. Margaret's going to pop any day now. Uh, looking forward to seeing some pictures. You know, let us know as soon as it happens. Excited for you. All right, what's next? Next up, we got, uh, we got Jake. Let's, Jake, let's, let's plan your thing, dude. Let's get it moving. All right, peace out. Hell, fucking yeah, let's get it moving. And Mark, no, you're not an alcoholic, man. You just like to have fun. It is what it is. Like, an alcoholic, that's, like, debilitating, you know? Like, you can't function without alcohol. And you're not there yet. Yet. Being the key word in that sentence. Uh, on the weekends, though, you guys go hard. Like, you and Jamie. Like, it's not just, like, it's not, forget the drinking. You guys, like, you're like, when is the meal coming? I need a meal now. Yeah! And I'm going to eat it all. If there's good food there, it's mine. And you can't have it. It's mine. I respect that. Because I, too... I'm a weekend warrior. Actually, during the week, I'm pretty much like a vegan. I don't know if you guys know this. Like, I eat eggs, so like, I guess that technically disqualifies disqualifies me from being a, a true vegan. But, um, outside of like eggs, I'm eating like vegetables and like fake meats. So like, by fake meats, I mean like vegetarian shit that Jen cooks me. And then on the weekends, I'm exclusively eating meat. I'm exclusively consuming alcohol. And uh, I think Mark, we're on the same page on that. It's just you got me, you got me beat a little bit, man. Like you can go hard, Margarita, dude, Margarita for life. Brent, or should I say, Captain Cuck, you did a hell of a job, dude, on the BS Express um, for Brent Simone Express, and also I'm sure you guys were bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, you know, you guys killed it, man. It's really not a bad drive. I'm glad you guys took the time and made the effort and. Um, took the journey out to the land dude it's um hope hopefully it was everything and more than what you guys thought um as much as it can be but uh very much appreciated ash and i feel very loved and thankful for all of our friends and family from the last week and weekend and um we're just happy that you guys were able to come out and stein you were missed uh we love you brother yeah man i mean it didn't really sink in for me that you're living in Cleveland until I was inside your house. And I'm like, shit, you're fucking here. 
And that makes me sad on the inside because I like having you around. Um, but I'm happy for you, man. Beautiful wedding. Had a great time. Back to ML. But now there's no longer a week of the ML, dude. It's now back to football. And I'll tell you something. I laid a whooping on Junior. And uh, your boy is trying to pull away here from paintball contention. I don't want to get paintballed. I got a pretty face. Uh, it's not something that I would like to have happen in my life. I, I like being on the other end of it. I like shooting the loser instead of being shot at. Um, so that's nice. I'm going to string along uh, a nice few couple wins here. Uh, I think uh, my team is going to be strong going forward. I got a couple bye weeks, I think, coming up. But ESPNF sucks, dude. Can't get any information from that fucking app. We should just start our own. It's called, like, Fantasy Fuck Around or something. Um, look into it. Jake, get Ranjit and Gurpreet and and uh, the Taj Mahal on it, all right? Later. Right, dude, I agree. Like, uh, all those names you were naming in the van that sound like you were just pulling names out of your ass, I need you to get them on this project because I got an idea for a fantasy app. I know how we could make the best fantasy app in the world. I just need programmers. I can't do that shit myself. I don't know how to do any of that crap. I'm not very technologically savvy, but I've got a vision. And I once they te- once they tell me about... Well, these are our hurdles as a, from the technology standpoint. I can speak that language. I can get over that hump. But yeah, get me Vikram. Get me everybody. Let's fucking do this fucking thing, dude. Brad, I'm at Meme's wedding with Brad. Brad, I'm talking to you in like two different ways right now. This is Falcon Sir. Saw, Kamish. Dude, saw, dude. How you doing, dude? How you feeling at the wedding? Good. My wife. That's your wife? That's my wife. Happy wife, happy life, huh? Screenshot. All right. Do we have anything to say for Mikey? Yeah, dude, don't do it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Mark, <laughs> anything to say for Mikey? Mike, congratulations. Just, you know, stay the course, man. Stay the course. Stay the course. Mike, congratulations, Sonny boy. Anything to say for Mike? Mike, congrats, man. Enjoy the rest of your time in Cleveland. Congratulations. Mike, you're a true mensch, and I love you, and I'm so happy for you and Ashley. Amen. Couldn't be prouder to call you my brother. You're killing it all weekend. You're the fucking best. Who's the two, Michael? Michael, I love you. Michael? Mike? You want to say something to yourself? No. It's not for me. Can I have the jewel? Yeah, you want to say something to Mike? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm hitting the jewel, Mike. All right, well. I love you, Mike. There you go. I'm so happy you're my brother. All right, there you go. Oh my god, ML, love you so much. Shorty, love you as well. I feel very on the spot. I don't know who I love more, so I love you equally, and I'm in a third wheel forever. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Stole your spot. Let's get married. Mike and Ashley? Well, hey, what's up, guys? Congratulations, motherfuckers. I hope you have good sex tonight. Oh, I like it. What am I doing? Saying something Mike and Ashley. Mike and Ashley. Just kidding. Love you both. Mwah. All right. Cool. For Mike and Ashley, say something. What? Mike and Ashley, say something. Mike and Ashley, say something. Oh, I like it. Nice. Oh, so good. Good, good. All right. Congrats, Mike. Dave, man, I remember that hardly. Uh, we, were, we were pretty deep into bourbon in the early afternoon there. Uh, but, yeah, great job putting that together. That was, that was probably one of my favorite clips of all time on the podcast because it was just like circling around multiple people giving you their opinion that kind of thing my favorite part though of that clip is Ashley's sister <laughs> like you're handing her the phone she's about to speak 
and she says, can I get a rip of your jewel? Which was like a theme of the, like every time I'm like hanging out with Dave, like, I'm like, yo, Dave, let me get your jewel, bro. Because I'm secretly addicted to jewels, but I won't pull the trigger. Let's go back to Mike. Because it's like, this is like still about him for some reason. Fuck you, Mike. Love you, though. And I'll be there. Right on the fucking sidelines. Um, in London, dude. In fucking London for the Birds game. We're going. Me and uh, this Browns fan. She's going to be wearing Browns gear, not Eagles gear. So, but it's international. Walt is. Walt is. She's just wearing black in mourning because the Browns fucking suck dick. That's what that is. Right. But, uh, no, man, it's going to be fucking awesome. Her friend works in the NFL, so she hooked us up with tickets. Tenth row, literally, like, right behind one of the team's benches. So we're fucking jacked up, man. I cannot wait to be out there. Um, I mean, I've never seen an international game before. I've hardly ever seen away games for Eagles. So this is as away as away can get, you know? So I'll be there screaming my fucking pecker off, dude, and uh, hopefully we're going to get a W, man. Jags kind of suck. Both teams need to win, so hopefully it's a good game, not one of these boring London games. But uh, I'll be out there, man. I'll be rooting up for us. And um, if you guys got anything for me to, like, do or something, I don't know. I'll try and get on TV, show my tits or something. The London's in London. You guys should hold a sign, like, from Rome to London and, like, explain to somebody there, you know, like, your whole fucking like, story or whatever. And that your last name is London, because I think that that's a pretty cool story in and of itself. Um, but here's what I need you to do for us, Mike. You're going to be there. I I'd imagine you probably didn't get an international phone playing because you don't need it because you got Wi-Fi. But I want you to take some Snapchats or some videos or some pictures, save them to your phone, upload them so we can live vicariously through you. Especially if it turns out to be a great game, I kind of want to be there for that experience. Okay? Deal. Uh, represent, though, the birds up up there in the, uh, the old country, which is where we all hail from as Americans, right? Because colonies and fucking revolutionary war and all that shit maybe i don't know you tell me girlfriend girlfriend yes yes i understand where you're coming from yes i do but at the end of the day i do bikram and when you do bikram i do bikram and when i do bikram you do bikram and when you do bikram <coughs> we do bikram and when we do bikram bikram is for us yes yes good good yes yes good 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 yes 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 Dave, if you'll recall, we were sitting at the restaurant you know, down there in Cleveland, and there was a, an actual Vikram sitting behind us, and could not have been more appropriate. I was like, yeah, sh- 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 flatbread, good, 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 I think we got a hit there. I don't know. We could work with it. Definitely. We need a beat. Maybe Andre. The goof on the beat. Or something like that. Could be good. Uh, back to ML, I believe. These aren't in order, Brent. But um hope everyone had fun, man. Best fucking wedding I've ever been to. 
I don't know if it's like, do you say that about your own every time? I don't think so. I think this one was fucking awesome. It, it, Ashley's mom killed it. I wish I would, you know, had some involvement, but I didn't. So don't thank me. Yeah, I got the liquor. So the liquor is good. I mean, we, we have Alexa off. Fucking bitch. Fucking bitch. Um, we have a case and two handles of vodka. We don't have a single bottle of bourbon left over. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's because I pulled the last two out from the bar and drank them on the dance floor. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we got lots of liquor, so come on by, dude. Um, hope you guys all enjoyed your stay on Thursday. You know, we love hosting you, so. Brent, put this in order, would you? I'm all out of whack, dude. Yeah, man, I got you covered. Don't worry, I'll figure it out. We, we kind of figured it out, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed coming down to see you. Because, like, I always just, I just like meeting around Mike. He makes me feel comfortable and safe, as I described in the last podcast. And I would definitely take the trip back out to Cleveland. I think we should, what we should do is maybe this summer. I think this summer would be a good time for it. We'll take a trip out. We'll go to the, we'll stop at Mike's, chill in Cleveland maybe for a couple of days, and then go out to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame while we're out there. Because I think only Jove got to see it. And uh, maybe Dave. Did you go? Did you go, bro? I don't remember. And then uh, we'll head out to Canton. Which I don't know where fucking Canton is. Is that northern Ohio, southern Ohio? Fucking fucking A if I know. But uh, I'd love to go see that. And I think that would be pretty cool. Because especially now, while the Super Bowl is still fresh, probably not after the season in the summer. But yeah, you know, we'll get there and it'll be fun. And I think that be could be cool. So maybe that's the trip we take out to Cleveland next. Let's go to Jake. Who's just been crushing it, man. With these fucking, these sounders. Might be my, might be my most uh, on-point contributor. Back to Jake. Hey, Brent. You want a sounder? I'll give you a fucking sounder. You want a sounder? I'll give you a sounder, all right? Mike's sweating. Holy shit. What a time. I lost my dignity on the golf course. And I lost my pecker on the dance floor. And I lost my cojones somewhere in the ghetto in Cleveland. But I must say it was a good time. Cleveland was everything I thought it would be, which is uh, not necessarily a good thing. But, you know, <laughs> it's there. They're on the up and up. You know, they're they're revitalizing, if you will. Um. Outside of that, my fantasy team is really good. I continue to win. I uh, can't wait to paintball max at the end of the year. I'm going to make some trades, make my team even better. And I'm just going to fuck you guys up for the rest of the year. And then I'm going to take the money. I'm going to spend it on cocaine and hookers when we go to Las Vegas. Don't let Jen hear that. We're not going to spend it on hookers. We're going to spend it on not hookers, but definitely cocaine. All right, Brent. Bye. Yeah, copious amounts of cocaine. Like, copious. Like, I enjoy it very, very much so. Like, a lot. A lot. The other thing, not so much. We don't we don't need to discuss that. Cocaine, though. Yeah. Hell yeah. I got one from Dave. I'm going to close this out. No idea what he's going to say. But uh, let's go to him. Mike, congratulations once again. Had a blast at your wedding. Bring the W home from London, baby. Bring the dub home. Hell Lego. fucking yeah, brother. Bring it home. Bring it home for all of us, because we're all Eagles fans at heart, right? Right, Fox? Right? Yeah, your Giants suck, dude. They just unloaded everybody because they fucking stink. Well, that's it for us here this week. Um, I've had a great time doing this podcast in particular because it's like it's just fun. I'm getting fun. Remember, next week, episode number 50. So come join me in the studio. We'll have a good time. I'll bring you some bourbon. I'll get a real nice bottle. I promise. If you can make it, great. If you can't, Call in. 
Send me a sounder. Send me some love. This is my song, my choice, because fuck Fox. Send me a fucking sounder. Keyword pinata for your money. This one comes from Dave on the road trip. Can we share some vandaloo, sleeping bags and shampoo until all the planets collide? You can play the wild card, bury your bones in my yard, meet me at the water slide. Water slide! Water